Well, have you ever been to a nude beach? Yes. And have you, you know, ever been nude on a beach? Everybody, you're listening to God Spice with Greg and Kathy. So we are back for another Got Spice. We are episode. I'm a little bit. Well, I'm excited. I always love doing this with you. Oh, I always love doing it with you as well. But I'm a little bit more excited because we haven't hosted friends in a really long time. It has been a little while, and we typically like to host often. Yes. But it's been a little, a uh, little on the slower side as of recent. Yeah, well, you know, we've been really busy mm-hmm. with our day job and, and the God's Vice job. That so. is true. It is quite time consuming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know why I'm also like excited? It's Super Bowl today. It is. And I know nothing about football. Do you even know who's in the, uh, I think who's it's, in the game? I think it's something to do with Pennsylvania, like Philly, Philly Eagles maybe, and <laughs> Kansas City. Something. Okay, the Chiefs. Okay. That's a good start. And I know there's like a brother on each team that they're going to be playing against one another. Mm. And the mom likes to bake them cookies yes. after like any of them win and bring it to the so end. So that brings me to a question for you. <laughs> you being a mom, what if you were in her position and you had a child on each of the teams? Were you just going to root for the best team wins? Are you going to favor one over the other? Mm. How is How does that work as a mom? That's a... Uh... Well, luckily, I don't have that challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Or would you treat them like the way <laughs> you know millennials are treated in this day and age? Is when they come home for dinner after the after the game, they each get an award. Well, that's not a millennial thing. There's even Gen Xers we know yeah, that were treated true. like that. That's yeah, true. There are Gen Xers as well. Yeah, coddled. Coddled. There's a lot of coddled kids mm. in in our just coddled people in general environment. Even coddled adults. Yeah, there's coddled adults. Yeah, absolutely. You have to tell like a crappy employee. Like good job, good good try. Yep. Even even though you know the work they produced was subpar, and I had to do it over. Yeah, I know. Without them even knowing it, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Wow, this looks. <laughs> I'm really good at this." Not really. Yeah, not really. But no. So I'm I'm excited about the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. not for the sport. No offense to football. I mm-hmm. I like no no disrespect. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the largest followed games in the U.S. market. I understand the relevance of it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. As you said, key U.S. market, not global market. U.S. Yes. market. Although yes. they are trying to expand, right? Yeah, internationally, they can try. They can try. We'll but see. Um, I'm excited because it's when I and you put out our spread of yummy food. Yep, one of our spreads. Yes, but like this is like the naughty spread where mm-hmm. we like. Totally indulge in when we eat fried food. Mm-hmm. Eat food we otherwise would pretty much rarely to not eat at all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Decadent, so, decadent, unhealthy. Buffalo wings, Italian yes. combo. Yes. The, well, uh, I don't eat the Italian combo, so we get no. eggplant for me. Yes, eggplant parm. <laughs> yes. But still, we'll eat. end up eating more bread and mm-hmm. more fried food than we normally would because fried food really isn't part of our But diet. that's why we started our day out with a really healthy meal. We did. We did just a couple. We just made an egg. Yeah, a couple eggs. Just, you know, make you know, it easy. While you stirred up and squeezed limes for uh-huh. fresh margarita. I did. I probably squeezed, what do you think? I squeezed 80, 80, 200 limes. Well, this the morning. one box had 48 limes in it. Oh, 48. <laughs> so then plus others. So I squeezed around 60 limes today. Yeah. 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 I think the so marks make, will be good. Yeah. Well, actually, a, don't we or have, just picture of margaritas. I think, did you make me a mark for for us right now? I did. It's sitting right there. Would you? Can I, uh, can I try it? Of course you can. Oh, I'm gonna try it. Cheers. Cheers. Rock and roll. Happy, 
Happy. Pre, we're pre-gaming. Yeah, pre-gaming. Pre-Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that queso that you started. Sautéing up all the ingredients. Well, you which are, is then going to make its an way into a, chef. a bechamel. Oh, yes. thank well, you. We can't, we can't share the secret of how I make my queso. Oh, I'm not going to share it. How many people are going to... You gonna, already revealed bechamel. Yeah, but the how many people are going to go make a bechamel and like know exactly what's in there? Yeah. No one. And so, but thank you for the compliment. I... On my sous chefing skills, yes. Well, I I hate chopping mm -hmm. because I have that missing cartilage issue in my hand because mm. I'm like Raggedy Ann. And I chop really quite quickly. And you were super freaking fast. Yep. See, I'll cook a lot more if you, if you from, chop a lot more. From From my days of working for my cousin and other caterers when Is I was a kid. Um, Avery? Avery, yeah. <laughs> I used to sous chef a lot. So I learned uh, how to professionally cut, mm. which makes a big difference. Cause it one, does. It saves your fingers from being cut and how you manage knives. That's true. It teaches you how to take care of knives so they're nice and sharp. Because one thing I'll say about- Did you, did you sous chef naked? Like you asked my sister when she was on our show recently. I, so do you cut things naked? I was partially naked this morning when I was sous chefing. That's I had a, not something, no, you were not I, naked. No, you had on shorts and I, a t-shirt. It wasn't short, it was, I had boxers on. I was in boxers and a t-shirt. And the only reason why I wore a t-shirt. Our it, friends may not want to eat our food if they find this out. They, they may not want to, or it'll like end up selling out uh, globally. Shut up, you're ridiculous. <laughs> Made with love. Oh God, so hashtag gross. You could be so gross. Uh, you know me in the summertime, I'll just, I'll cook basically pretty much you're naked, in your so. swim trunk sort of yes yes i am in swim trunks you're in swim trunks i'm in swim trunks if, you have too many older siblings hanging around yeah that's true all right just to be in my birthday suit yeah, yeah. a little but that's yeah. my favorite suit my favorite suit's my birthday suit if i could just walk around naked all day every day i uh, as you know i absolutely would uh yeah i'm not mm. um comfortable like that I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. Um, maybe you could join that nudist. Oh, a nudist colony. Colony <gasps> like we saw in the movie last night. That's a great. Yeah, great you'll be going there idea. alone. You know why? Wait, what? Why? Because there's no way I would be in we that colony. We should totally go on vacation to a nudist colony. Hell no. My only issue with nudist colonies <laughs> is that the way that they're depicted in every single movie we've ever seen, you have the like the star of the movie. I think like what was it? Jennifer Aniston was in one with was that Paul Rudd or someone? Yes. In one of those movies, they end up at this semi nudist colony retreat exploratory type yeah, place. Yeah, it just seems hashtag gross to me. Yeah, and the problem that I have is the stars of the movie who are the good looking ones are the only good looking ones. Everyone else. In that movie, was in hitty. the nudist colony, they were hitty. They're, they're always hitty. They always have horrible bodies. It's like nude beaches. Well, have you ever been to a nude beach? Yes. And have you, you know, ever been nude on a beach? No. I have. So I've gone to nude beaches and been completely buck naked on beaches. It is not an experience. No. You know why I didn't go naked? I promote because people on nude beaches are not the attractive looking people, no, except for myself. Here's my of theory. Here's my theory. Mm. And you may you may be an anomaly because you're actually a handsome man. Oh, thank you. I mean, I wouldn't be with. And an you're a gorgeous girl. I mean, I wouldn't be with an ugly dude. That's true. There'd be Let's no just, reason to be with an ugly dude. Like I've never been with an ugly. Well, dude. I could come up with reasons because you know, in theory, it should be the beauty should be inner beauty, uh, and it could be the mind. It could be other appendages mm. that are beautifully large in size that you're like, ooh, oh. which will then sacrifice the quality of the looks of the other exterior. Mm -hmm. elements. I have a theory. Mm -hmm. And yes, you're 
obviously an attractive man who mm. says he likes to be in his birthday suit and go to thank a you. nudist colony. And you're a gorgeous girl. Well, thank you, but I'm not interested in nudist colonies for this reason. Mm -hmm. I think the people that actually choose to exhibit their body tends to be not the best looking people. Whoa. I don't know if I can agree with you on that. And because this look is at why me, as you I said, have, maybe I'm the anomaly. Yeah, that's like, that's like one in a million. Mm. Because just to your point, mm -hmm. I have been in Europe or different places, even South mm -hmm. Beach. You don't even have to go that far. Mm -hmm. The people who take advantage of the nude business, mm -hmm. they they fugly. Yeah, they're often yeah not the most scary, attractive scary individuals. Scary looking. It's, and the dudes that go around show, showing their banana. So remember that episode that we those had a couple times bananas. ago? We were talking those about were Cialis. Those Chiquita bananas. They're teeny. Oh, yeah. Remember we were talking about like Cialis, the little blue pill, like all these all these different things. I feel like when you go to a nudist colony and you see the people that are there, nothing is going to help. No. <laughs> no. Nothing is going to... Ain't nothing going to help ain't that. Ain't nothing going to help. Mm -mm. Uh, mm -mm -mm. Yeah. But one thing I will say about being naked, I love skinny dipping. Skinny dipping is probably like one of the Didn't most your freeing. skinny dip, you said? Yeah, she used to, before going to bed each night and during the summer, she would go quickly skinny dip in the pool <laughs> and kind of cool down and then, you know, go to bed. Yeah, that was her, her routine. Yeah, she like keep the lights off very, in the backyard. She's like, don't modern, come out here. Very yeah. modern of your mother. Yeah, we're talking, this is, we're talking 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah, a long, a But long. you guys have neighbors that could have seen. Uh, we do, but that's why she's, it was all about keeping the lights off. Mm. Just keep the lights off in the back, in the mm. backyard. And the neighbors are far enough away. And don't forget, we had hemlocks at the mm -hmm. time, which blocked a view of, you know, one neighbor. And then our other neighbors, there was always like trees and things. Because, you know, we're, you, obviously, our place in Connecticut, you call it the cabin in the woods. But it's more <laughs> than a cabin. It's a house. <laughs> but it's our woods retreat versus a Listen, New York City For, for a Manhattan apartment. City girl, yeah. I feel like I'm going out to like a cute house like a cottage in the woods oh that's right not a cabin a cottage i call cottage. it a cottage and yes. you're like that's not our cottage i'm like it's a giant cottage yes. and it's got a fire pit. yeah like you know mm. that's my perspective and then we go to my parents house it's like going to the four seasons in staten island that's true two completely different you know because vibes. they're on the ocean and they're on the ocean there yeah. yeah we're in the woods i'm chopping wood we're lighting off fireworks we are having massive bonfires and then we go to your parents' place and we're looking at seagulls and the ocean tides. Yes. Yes. And then we got mom's cooking. Yes. Yeah, that's one thing I do uh, miss is my mother's. We would have my mother's cooking if my mother was still alive. Instead, you get, you know, the Gregory's cooking. Yes. And the Kirthi's cooking as yes, well. I yes, I help too there. Yes. yes. I do. Super Bowl. Mm. Favorite food. What's your favorite food to eat? For the Super Bowl, you know, they're isn't really a favorite food. Oh, I know your favorite food. I can't believe you're just not saying it. What? Wings? Yeah. I do enjoy buffalo wings. Extra, extra, extra spicy. Mm-hmm. Smoking hot wings with extra blue cheese is an absolute go-to. Mm. I should have actually said that that's my favorite, but at the same time, I have in my head this Italian combo. <laughs> That we ordered for today. You like Italian combos no matter I do. what. But That's not a Super Bowl food it's, for you. So it's funny. In our last episode, we're talking how little meat, right, that we eat really. And, and even for me, I, I barely eat meat. That when I have an Italian combo, 
I look forward to it because it's not something I eat often. And then my body pays for it for like the next three days. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I know it is. It impacts me too when you're paying for it for three days. Oh, really? How does it impact you? Because you're just like a grumpy old Italian man. What do you mean a grumpy old Italian man? You're like, if, nah, nah. if anything, you should be like, I love it when you do Italian combos. You get manly. No. And you have energy. Not really. And then we spent become, hours become, doing the dirty. No, you become lethargic mm, and you lay like Cleopatra on your side. I love laying like Cleopatra. And I'm like, this is like combo man. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, you know, as I have said in the past, we, you know, we're from Egyptian <laughs> times. A, yeah, a prince and princess who I died prematurely. I Cleopatra, not you, honey. Well, you know, I could, I'm like, I'm, I'm tut in common, right? King tut. <laughs> Right, so I'm I'm lying in my own in common sort of way. Mm. Yeah, that's how I roll. I see. I mm-hmm. see. I don't really imagine myself as a former spirit, you know, famous character. No, I just don't see it. Oh, I never said we were King Tut and Cleopatra. Oh, oh. we were. We were royalty. a version, a version of them. No, we were just we were, you know, a neighboring village. These are big dreams. It's not dreams. Well, it's, it's sort of, but you know what? It, is it? Is it also very akin to? Haven't you? Seen, sim- you've seen it written in the scriptures. Ha ha. It's. I mean, the similarity to what has been scribed. Like, if you look at the way that symbols have been written over time, there's a distinct correlation to the way that we look and what was once depicted as rulers. Oh. In Egypt. Oh. Oh yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, scholars talk about it I all mean, the time. So speaking of how people look it's been award season on tv Mm. for like music and acting and all these things Mm -hmm. and i have to say like the award shows are sort of like a bit boring i i don't find the i find uh, patience to like watch them well the grammys are what like three and a half hours long but i like i like the recaps Mm mm-hmm and I like to read articles, you know, from them. Like just the cliff to, notes, yeah. The Paraphrase cliff notes. it. Yeah. I'm really, really disappointed in mm-hmm. some famous, iconic celebrities kind of just trying to look like something else to the point they mm. hmm, kind of look alien. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. It's someone that you used to uh, adore as a child. Like right? all as my an, childhood. Yeah. She was influential to you. Yeah. She was a trailblazer. Absolutely. She uh, drove industry. Until she became, she, went from leader to just super fast follower. I, I agree with you. I feel like she became a follower. I mean, we're talking uh, about Madonna. It's okay. Yeah. We, I, there were enough MDMA. articles, you know, about her. Well, the follower, it's to me, it's not the plastic surgery that is making her a oh, follower. Oh, you mean the fact that her entire face looks like an alien? Oh, she does. But to me, I know we were talking about this earlier, and that doesn't bother me. Because one thing about Madonna is she's always pushed the envelope. She's always changed the way she looks. Yes, she was an icon back in the 80s and, and someone who defined... 90s, and even, through the 90s, yeah, yeah, 100%. But I was just thinking about when she first came out, yeah, right? Yeah. No one had ever seen someone The rejected singer like who was really a dancer. Other than maybe like yeah. Marilyn Monroe's scandalous type activity, which took place back in, what, the 60s. She helped drive... She helped... I, I feel she helped empower women. I feel that she helped drive industry and she pushed the boundaries in the envelope and challenged status quo. It was awesome. And now her getting plastic surgery really doesn't, <laughs> I know it bothers you. It does not bother me because, no. you know, why not? She has the, 
She has she has the resources. She wanted to do it. Let her do it. Why judge her? You're being judgy. Because I don't want to see that giant ass alien face on a like a the, like a stage screen now when she's in concert here at MSG, and it makes me well. Really then don't sad. look at it. Then close your eyes and just listen to the music. No, because her vocals aren't that good to like actually enjoy it. It was about the entire. Her vocals are fine, it's and about she's a the dancer. Entire visage, she is. She's first know? a dancer that became an artist, right? A singer, and then. Obviously, you know, she blew up. What bothers me is probably, what, 15 years ago where I felt that she was no longer a trailblazer and she was just trying to latch on to trends. Mm-hmm. Almost kind of like the trends on TikTok where people are just trying to latch on to quick I trends exactly, to capture audience. I will tell you exactly when Madonna stopped leading mm-hmm. and she became a copycat slash follower. Mm-hmm. It's back in 2000, the early 2000s, mm-hmm. when she kind of won one of like the records of the year or whatever. But then shortly right after, it was really Britney Spears mm-hmm. who won record after record of the year. And she then started to Wait, switch. won record after record of the year? You Wait, know what I mean. Not, she, no, uh, I year after you mean. year, she won record of the oh, okay. album of the year or oh, whatever yeah, yeah. it's Sorry. called. Yep. And well, those are two different record of the year and album. Well, of the you year. know what I mean. You know, most people don't Whatever realize that what the difference is. is. They're two different categories. Yes. But essentially, my point is, Madonna was winning, mm-hmm. then Britney Spears came in, won, you know, consecutively year after year, mm-hmm. and then suddenly Madonna looked like she got a little work done, mm-hmm. and she decided to also sort of dress like Britney Spears. I remember and make that. music like her. Didn't she also try to like rock some braided dreads yes. at one time and she had gold fronts on her teeth? Yes. And she tried to capitalize on it's the like so hip hop movement. It's so weird. It, it's to me it was so hard. It was tr- I agree. Dude, she's my mom's age. She went from leading culture and leading industry to then following other influencers to try to keep up. Yeah. I think that's to me is what's sad. Well, I think what she's she went from I leading think, to trying to keep up. Well, my, I think my issue is I think at, at some point I felt like she was a bit of a feminist, right? She was like owning herself and mm-hmm. allowing herself to just be who she wants to. Mm-hmm. I Somewhere along her, her journey, mm-hmm. I feel that she's actually not a feminist. She's the mm. opposite of what I want a woman to do, which is mm-hmm. selling your sexuality in order to just gain attention. Mm-hmm. We're so much more than that. We've got intellect. We've got other I, things going for I us. I agree. And she has. So and she does, too. She, could, she didn't have to lean into that for, so much. But if you look at her. So with Madonna in the 80s, she was criticized because she so she came to New York, basically was homeless, lived kind of in the music building, which was a building where people rehearsed and some people just kind of randomly just live there and it wasn't living conditions, right? And she was here to make it. She was part of the whole danceateria crowd. She wanted to be a vocalist. The music industry did not respect her as a vocalist at all Mm -hmm. because she's a dancer. Then she dropped her album, came out with Desperately Seeking Susan, and then she performed at the MTV Music Awards. And if I recall correctly... While at the awards, she had a, a true wardrobe malfunction, which is then why she ended up rolling on the floor, which was controversial during Like a Virgin, and that's what blew her up overnight. <laughs> right? Yeah. And ever since then, it's almost like she found what the model was, which was how do I elicit a reaction from people, and that will help to continue to bring me stardom. And look at what she did with, 
like a prayer where she had a black Jesus. Mm -hmm. And just at that time, was it Pepsi who had just, you know, talking about influencer marketing back, back then in the early 90s, and I think they had cut, I think it was like a $37 million deal. And within the next week, she dropped that video. And Pepsi was like, oh my God, what they did they like do? They were like negative. But they still had to pay her the money. Yeah. <laughs> so she still, I believe, walked away with, with a, a large chunk of that, of that money. Then they wanted to disassociate um, themselves with her. Right. Because I always, so when it comes to art and artists, you know my opinion on, on, on this, I always come back to a quote from Rob Zombie, who is the leader of the band White Zombie, but he's also a movie director, he's done Halloween and all these other movies. And even the the crappy one we just couldn't even get through, which was oh, the Munsters movie, terrible. which was horrible because I enjoyed watching the Munsters TV show as a kid and he just destroyed it. Personally, sorry, Rob. And I just remember a quote from him, art isn't safe. Mm -hmm. It's not. And it's not designed to be safe and it's designed to challenge. And so I feel she was able to capitalize that, but then she was also able to take not femininity, but empowerment of women to touch on subjects that otherwise wouldn't be talked about with Papa Don't Preach. Right. Right. So teenage pregnancy. Right. So she was almost the voice but you're talking for about women. The years that Madonna was like relevant. Oh, one hundred percent. I think that she helped bring confidence to women to have conversations that women or females otherwise wouldn't maybe feel as as able or strong to have mm -hmm. those types of conversations because she broke down, helped to break down those barriers. Yeah, yeah. I think she was a great um, influence mm -hmm. on probably a lot of other celebrities. Oh, 100%. Today. Um, I mean, it, it like, as a musician, an influence on well, me. Look, you know, I'm, you know why I'm excited about today's mm -hmm. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yep. My like most favorite yeah. Miss Fenty in herself. In my opinion. Also, one of Riri. the world's only self-made billionaire when you look mm -hmm. at like pop art mm -hmm. artists. But not even from her music, from her... From, it's from her business. From her clothing and her it's makeup from lines. from her makeup and clothing mm -hmm. and skincare lines. So that's Savage X and then her Fenty Savage, line. Savage um, X. X Fenty. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, most of the makeup on my face... Is I use Fenty. Fenty. Mm -hmm. um, but like my thing is... She's cool because she did push the envelope mm -hmm. in her own way mm -hmm. and stood for things that mattered to her. But she's I still, agree. and she's still sexy and 100%. you know whatever. But like she's not vulgar, and I think that's where I draw the line I, in some of these artists. There's okay, it's okay to push the envelope because mm -hmm. I, I in my own little world of being a corporate nerd mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm an envelope pusher mm -hmm. so i understand pushing the envelope yep, but I, I think there's a invisible line that once you cross it you're just freaking weird and well, i think that's what madonna's crossed lately well one is so there are two different kinds of artists uh, well one she's what bayesian right and a little bit more i hate to say put together but maybe a little more classy and sexy and sensual and Madonna, as much as I love Madonna, she puts on a killer live show. Uh, I've seen her live twice. I grew up being influenced by her music and the musicianship and drums. Always had great music. But her persona is a little trash. Yeah, she's total. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that persona which I think opened up her ability to be who she was because she was uninhibited. She just owned it. She just owned it. And back then, 
were women, women were sultry back then. I feel like in the eighties, you had like Lita Ford, you had Hart, you had these women trying to be sultry, but not like sexy. Like Rihanna comes out and she's just, she exudes sex, but in a classy kind of cool chic way. Right. I would say, I would say Beyonce has that too, that mm -hmm. she's like, doesn't come across slutty. I agree. She's it's I look agree. at her album cover, even the new one. Mm-hmm. She barely she barely has anything any clothes on. on. Uh-huh. But then you're like, wait, it's like an art. But yet she doesn't bother you. Isn't she full of plastic now? Doesn't she have a BBL? You know, like, she did breast get augmentation. She, she, well, look, here's here's my thing. I mean, she just completely she looks, revamped. She looks like Beyonce still. Mm-hmm. I think my issue is, and by the way. Who knows? I, I may end up getting plastic work in she's 10 years. She's also 20 I don't years know. younger than Madonna. Who knows what she's going to do in 20 but years? Madonna started getting it done at my like in my age. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And Beyonce is your age. And so she's starting it. So maybe in 20 years, she might look like an alien too. I'm just saying, don't alienify yourself. Yeah. Actually, Jay-Z's become like more sophisticated looking. Mm. He's like dapper. If you if you look at his style, well, now. they were just the faces of Tiffany, right? In, yeah. You know, their uh, evening mm-hmm. wear. Evening gown and his tuxedo. But oh, so speaking of well, I've awards, I've got my respect for both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beyonce, pretty impressive. She's one of the only music artists to have won more than a thousand awards. That's pretty incredible. In a really short time span, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. that is freaking amazing. Well, she worked really hard, right? So Beyonce is. You know, another artist I have a lot of respect for grew up. It was purported that her father used to have her run miles while singing to build stamina so you could yeah. be on stage dancing and singing without your voice wavering, right? So you have yeah. to build. No, it's hard. It's, it's hard, right? When You're a singer. And you've, me, when you've made me dance and sing, I'm like, I have. What the F, Greg? I'm not trained like Beyonce. <laughs> Well, you're, you're, being, you're being trained like the Gregory, just training the you know, Kirti. The, the only time I. Like sang and danced uh-huh. was like the Broadway show type of stage performances I've done, which are yeah, very that's different. different. That's like there's no business <laughs> like show business. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> no. It's like no. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> but yeah, no, Beyonce's she's amazing mm-hmm. in concert. Mm-hmm. I'm putting on out another announcement. Mm. Beyonce, if you want to invite us to your show. We would love to be yeah, here. Yeah, we'd love to be we'd there. We'd love to be there. Absolutely. And we I'd can do to... a goth spice from backstage. Absolutely. Be so amazing. We can talk about how spicy she is. She is spicy. Yeah, her and Jay-Z. Spicy. And even back to Rihanna. I mean, her shows are... So You know, good. we've seen her a couple times live together. Yes. Once at Barclays and then once at Global Citizen. And I've also seen her at Prue Center. Oh, that. you saw her at Prue Center as well. Mm-hmm. And so she just puts on what's... You know, we've talked about this too. What we loved about the Rihanna shows, and we're not dissing any artist that decides to sing a song, go back for a wardrobe change, and come back yeah, out. Like everyone has their own style. Yeah, everyone has their own style. But we've discussed this where she comes out. She came nope. out for an hour and forty five minutes. Straight. Oh, was it an hour and forty five? Mm-hmm. So it's just straight, just like a rock band comes yeah. out, no break, no she just nothing. Keeps going, just moving, keeps from- going, no costume change, and it's it reminds me of. An artist that I worked with years ago, um, we're talking now probably like 30 years ago, uh, Roger and When you I, were 12? When I was 12, exactly when I was 12. <laughs> Maybe more like 25 years ago. Was uh, I was I born yet? According to your... 
<laughs> According to your astrological signs and your date of birth, apparently you were just born like three years ago, so probably uh, not. See? You're just like, you know, you're Mork from Ork, where instead of I am forever getting 40 older, something. You, you started at an older age and you continue so getting younger. So I'm like younger. Benjamin Button. Oh, yes. Kind of, kind of the same thing. Yeah, kind of the same thing as, as if anyone remembers. Remember that show, Mork and Mindy, though? That's yes, Mork from Mork. Yes. That's how they... I think they were born out of an egg, too, a Again, large egg. I, I don't think I was born yet. Yeah, you might not Mork have been. Yeah. Actually, you were born at that time, too. <laughs> you talk about 80s shows, like some of them that you're mentioning, that I'm like, that's a white trash show. Oh, yeah, but my family, we used to love that show. No, not my family. It was just me and my dad. Oh, you and your dad. Okay. That makes sense. But now, and then we saw In Living Color afterwards, so don't even make fun of it. In Living Color was a great show. Yes, yeah, so we That was, do. that's, talk, talking, another artist, uh, J-Lo. Yeah, Jennifer, uh, super Lopez. hot. Yeah, back, she was a fly girl in, in Living Color. That woman is. Right? She just, she, she's uh, like fine wine. As she gets getting, older, she just looks better. Yeah, but we, what were we just reading recently where she might look better as she gets older, but her personality becomes a lot more rugged and rough and nasty? I don't know. I, I can't tell if like, other female celebrities are just jelly. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. We don't. I don't know. It's only. Personally, it's so. like it's some random <clears throat> story that came up on Facebook, <laughs> and it's like how other top celebrities feel about J Lo. Mm. And then it was all these people talking about how she was, she ignored them, or she doesn't remember hanging out with them, or you know, all this mm. like. So with, they're all jelly. So I'm kind of like, were they just jealous, mm. or? I don't know, a girl from the Bronx who becomes a big like superstar. It's just not very New York to mm-hmm. like be rude like that. We're depicted as rude people, but we really aren't. So I agree with you. And I've had conversations multiple times with different people about being in New York where people may think we're rude. It's not a matter of that we're rude. It's when you're asking us maybe for direct, like we're talking pre-COVID when the city moved really quite quickly and we we're always on the go where someone may stop you and ask you for directions, but you're already like running late probably for a meeting mm-hmm. and you're just focused on where you're going or you may have headphones in and you're just kind of doing your thing and then we come across as rude because maybe we were short with the individual and said, okay, you just kind of go down the street, go there, go to 42nd and 3rd, blah, 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 boom, boom, done. Also, and so, it's called Google Maps. Yeah. And, and we're not sitting there taking like, 10 minutes to have a conversation, get to know, know the person. Do you know I've never, ever, then, ever stopped someone to ask him where to go? Mm. Even like before iPhones and map location, GeoTar, like location got more sophisticated. Oh, is that because you always had like a, a helicopter, like following you with GPS saying, <laughs> you know, Kirti Nike, you must make a left now. <laughs> you can make a right now. Because you grew up all like spoiled and shit. No, I just followed the sun. Oh, really? I have internal built compass. Then why, when following the sun or when we're outside, sometimes we could be in the woods somewhere. Oh, which way is west? If you're following the sun, you'd exactly know where to go. That's not true. And I've never been in the woods with you. Oh, what are you talking about? Of course you have. We... Connecticut, that's the woods according that to you. That is not. Or what about when we go to Todd's Point? That's the woods. I have not been in the woods with you. Mm. This is total blasphemy. Blasphemy? What are you talking about? You and your malarkey. Zero malarkey on 100% this side. Zero malarkey. malarkey. You are Why are you taking my word? You know I love that word. That is actually my word. That's not your word. That is my word. I don't see your name written next to it in the dictionary. Go to a dictionary. You'll see my name well, written right next to it. that's because your name is written next to it. Exactly. See? Greg's my word, malarkey. See? Who's the only one malarkey allowed to use that word? Definition, Gregory Yates. Oh, that is so not That's true. what you mean by that. Oh, no, that's not what I mean by that. And what do you mean I, by your name next I to it? I trademarked the Why word. Why would you want I name? trademarked the word. You don't trademark words. Of course you do. People, what do you think names of companies are? 
hello, words, and those are trademarked. Hello, mahala, yeah. You're right. twisting this conversation. I'm not twisting anything. You always twist shit. You're just full of malarkey. You're, You're just, a twister. No, a twister? What are you talking about? <laughs> like Twisted Sister? <laughs> Another band. Actually, wasn't Twisted Sister discovered by, was it Bon Jovi? Or was or or Dee Snyder was brought to Bon Jovi? And was Kiss, I'm trying to think if Kiss was involved in finding Twisted Sister. I'm trying to remember that story, but that's, that's another band uh, back from the 80s that had some big, big hits. Oh, and Twisted Sister, they've done a great job at, I'd say, retaining their audience. And they came out with a Twisted Christmas where they took all of their songs mm. and then put Christmas lyrics on top of them. So it's like, you know, we're not going to take it. No. Into like, Santa Claus is coming to town. I forget exactly how they did it, but they did it really well. Where they it sound twisted. Yeah, they sound, they twisted everything. Mm. Actually, one thing about Dee Snyder. People look at him like he's this, you know, crazy, you know, rock star, probably drug addict, unintelligent. You know, I feel like, you know, often rock stars get a bad rap and I can see why for different reasons. But he's, you know, an intelligent guy who was really kind of behind trying to defend music when Tipper Gore brought the industry to court and formed, you know, the PMRC, Parents Music Resource center to censor albums and cds at the time mm. to put little labels mm-hmm. on there I right remember that. Yeah. so he was one of the advocates that fought in court and articulated why he felt that it should not be censored and unfortunately the music industry um, ended up losing for you know whatever reason but but the artists afterwards once that little sticker was put on their albums they said it was like a blessing in disguise because all of a sudden, all these artists' album sales, like at the time CDs, just skyrocketed. Once you had an explicit sticker on your album, everyone wanted to buy it. All the kids wanted it. Well, it's about wanting what you are not what, allowed to have. What you can't have, yes. It's so interesting when I look at probably you, you growing up mm-hmm. and the music influences you have. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't grow up with just American music. Mm-hmm. My parents really... They listen to, obviously, the radio and Mm -hmm. to Madonna and all these different pop artists. And mom definitely loved her KC 101 or 93.1 soft jam. Especially with like KC, this is KC Kasim. And you're listening to Top 40 Radio. Yes, exactly. But at the same time, I also Mm. grew up listening to a ton of Bollywood music. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you ask me, do you remember this song or do you remember this artist? Mm -hmm. I'm like... I don't know, maybe, but then because in my head, I have a lot of also mum like jumbled up music content Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is also so much of like my upbringing and watching Bollywood movies and Mm -hmm. listening to Bollywood music and also singing Bollywood music. Well, as you know, for me, as someone who loved music his entire life, me, and where I always found ways to be exposed. And even in school, I took music theory, uh, different forms of music theory, music history, and so I always loved music from other cultures. Because here in the States, we have an eight-note scale, which is, mm-hmm. in theory, limiting when you compare it to a 12 or a 16-note scale in which other countries, India, other places in the Middle East, may utilize. So you have these different timbres and different sequences and well, different it, phrasings and I think different it just, tones. it multiplies which is the number interesting. of the chord variations. The, the, correct. And the only thing like here, what's closest to it would be probably like jazz, right? Where you can play an like Aeolian scale mm-hmm. or different forms of scales that are different than traditional pop music. And so growing up, I loved listening to different styles of music, but 
what's funny is when we talk, I may reference a song. You're like, oh my God, I know that song and love it too. In fact, my mom does. And when I took you and a whole group of people, we all went to Pier 17 to see Yacht Rock Review. Oh, yes. I had to live film or I filmed and send it to your mom. Whenever I listen to, to Yacht Rock, and most people are like, well, what's Yacht Rock? It's, you know, Christopher Cross, it's Looking Glass, it's all these old school uh, bands like Brandy, you're a fine girl, you're a fine, what a good girl, you must be, you know, like those yep, songs. Yep. And it so, was that soft rock station. Soft rock. And it brings me back to my father driving our family station wagon that only had AM radio in it. Oh, do you remember that? A oh. car with only AM radio. Yeah, you might not have been born. <laughs> also, wait, my you know my dad's hobby is really nice cars. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I I don't know if my father would have accepted a vehicle with only AM radio. But that that's all they had back in the day. It was like AM radio. But that's where that's where rock and roll was on AM radio. No, this sounds wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't remember AM radio. AM radio was the news. Talking AM radio on the other side, which is controversial is back in the, what, 50s. I Did think you just even, say controversial? Yeah. Instead of controversial? Yeah, yeah that's, how I, that's how I speak. Where did you learn English? In America. Just like you don't know how to say the word caramel. I don't say caramel. No, you say caramel. I say it different ways. Where did you learn English? I just told you I learned it here in the United States of America. Right. When you have the intelligence that I have and the word selection that I choose at any given moment, I may decide to emphasize words or enunciate words differently Hmm. than an average individual because there's a complex nature to deconstructing a word and putting it back together and telling a story with it. Okay. Again, that's why I call you Malarkey. I'm going to just rename you Gregory Malarkey Yates. You hurt my feelings. I love you. You're a bully. I know. You're bullying me. Okay. Once again, I'm being bullied. You know what? It's okay. Did you say you love me? I do love you. Okay. I love you too. It's why I bully you. Mm. It's good for you. Yeah. I don't, Who do I sound I don't like? Think so. Who do I sound yeah. like? It's good for you. It's good for you. I'll see. Look, once again, pulling lines from my book. Yeah. Don't it's dish a good a, thing you've read it. Don't dish them out if you can't handle it. Oh, I can handle it. I'm just glad that you've memorized. Not in my playbook, it's like this big because it's mm. like, it's almost. Like Stephen King's it, right? A thousand plus pages long of ways that people can better themselves, written mm. by Gregory Yates. Interesting. And I'm glad that you have taken pages from that book and you apply them to everyday scenarios. That warms my heart and that shows how much you really love me. You know, the way I am uh, dishing your own lines back at you, mm. you don't even realize that I'm subliminally controlling you and even how you think. And what you desire to eat and want. That's what you think, but I'm already three steps ahead of you. That (laughs) you think you're coming up with this. I've already programmed you to say what you're saying. Did you just say programmed me? Yeah. We are going to, after this episode, we're going to just take a course on speaking English words, Greg. What? (laughs) What's wrong with I said programmed you. You said programmed. (laughs) Why are you making fun of the way I'm... Enunciating words because it's like you're not from like the tri-state area, dude. What? Uh, what? Because I don't have a Staten. I don't have like a Staten Island accent. I don't even have a Staten Island. Of course accent. you do. You just had one right now. Look at it. Listen to yourself. I do not. Yes. Yeah, see, I do not. You sound like John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I think you're off. No, 
Way off. No, you're off base. Back to controversial. Mm. Hmm. Controversial. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> Talking about Al Prince, another great artist. He was just rated, what, number one Super Bowl performer of all time. Yeah. Well, excuse me. Who did you get that billboard rating? That's a billboard mm-hmm. rating mm-hmm. of the best halftime shows mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And Prince is number one. I love Prince. I'd but like guess to see what, guess where I found this list. Oh, where did you find it? From... Because I follow Snoop Dogg. Oh. Were they number three on the list, I think? I think, think the Snoop Dogg, yeah, Dr. Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, uh-huh. which lo- a lot of people were critical of it last year. I mm-hmm. actually thought, except for the design only tailoring to one, one side, side of the, of the stadium, stadium. Otherwise, I agree. it was a phenomenal show with it, a ton of music content. Well, you know, after that, I mean, throughout the course of the year, we've put that on several times to watch it. Yeah. It's a, to me, it's a wonderful show. If you haven't seen it, it's totally worth seeing, but you've probably seen it. What we're talking about is the staging was really set up for just one side. If you were behind the other side, I think that was side, the flaw. That's the flaw. It needed to be an open concept. So I think the whole stadium could 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 see the show, but a tremendous, Beyonce a tremendous show. Beyonce is on the list. Lady Gaga. Madonna's on there. Bruce Springsteen's yeah, on there. I was there. surprised that Katy Perry was on the list. Her show wasn't that great. <gasps> was she on there? I don't Except remember. I think I can think because she walked in on her giant mm-hmm. elf, fake elephant like mm-hmm. a tiger. Like that remember her whole jungle song. One who so. wasn't on the list, I believe. J Lo. I felt that was wrong. Yeah. With Shakira. I like the way Shakira came out. She's playing drums. She yeah, was singing. She was, that was dancing. A great show. I thought it was a, a great show. Uh, was the weekend on? No, weekend wasn't on there either. I thought weekend was on there. Was he on there? I think so. Yeah, he dropped what? Uh, I think he put seven million of his own money into into that show. Well, he saw it as an investment. Last year, I believe Dr. Dre put it around seven million into it as well. But if you think about shows that that we play, even when we played charity shows, we, we put, put, our, put own our own money, money in into it, it to mm-hmm. make the show better than if we had. Had not, we wanted to make it as best, you know, as good as it could possibly be. So we yep. put our own, own money into it. But, well, this is what I keep coming back to trying to talk about is a controversial topic is talking about AM radio. And another artist, you know, when we were watching the show, not the show, the movie recently, Elvis. And I remember learning about Elvis. When I say learning, learning about his true history years ago from a gentleman from the industry who was a big Elvis fan, that sort of an insider that kind of really knew um, kind of the inner workings of, of his entourage mm-hmm. and the Colonel and everyone like that. And then also as part of music history in school um, that I had taken, learned about really the different cultures of you know black music and other cultural music and how at one point back in the 50s and six, I think 60s still, but definitely the 50s, where you had white music stations, black music stations, mm-hmm. and Elvis was the first white artist to be played on a black because, radio yeah, station. Yeah, the depth of his voice. People thought he was black. Yep. And he was a white dude. But he learned how to sing from black, gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Black gospel from singers. From being influenced by gospel singers in churches. Yeah. Wasn't BB King? Um, his childhood friend or something like that. Oh, he might have been B.B. King. Yeah. I think he Another, was. Oh, he was actually, yes. Yeah. And some of the other greats from from back then. And um, an era uh, of music. the other guy, Little Richie, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing yep. how many fabulous singers came out of mm-hmm. that those flyover states. And also... Gregory? Your theme. My most unfavorite holiday is coming up. Unfavorite holiday? 
why is it an unfavorite? Talking in a appropriate language, where did you grow up? Unfavorite? What is unfavorite? You know what? I actually am very famous for making up words. How about my least favorite? No. It's Why don't you un, speak grammat- grammatically correct? Unfavorite. It's, it's like not a favorite, so it's an unfavorite. Yeah, that really just doesn't It makes total make, sense. It makes zero it's sense. way more efficient. You just sound ignorant. Well, you should, you should just start, you start using words like ain't. I don't speak like that. Yeah, you do. You just used it earlier in our, in our podcast. You're like ain't. I was, imi- you just unf- I was imitating slang. Unfavorite is like using ain't. You complain that I have too many when when you're editing our podcast, and now yeah, you're because, telling me I because when I I'm, speak when I'm, slang. Yeah, because when I hear you talk and you have a hard time articulating the English language, that's all I hear. You sound like you're grunting, and meanwhile, you think you're speaking and articulating some sort of coherent dialogue and i'm like babe you have to repeat that because i did not get it almost sound it reminds me of peanuts and charlie brown when you like hear the teachers wah, 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 are you wah. done am i done with what poisoning my ear with all that noise I'm poisoning i'm schooling you and trying to educate you You don't even know how we to are, say proper english we are, words we are, this i'm is allowed a, to make up words. this is a public forum i'm trying to make you sound intelligent i'm trying to help you just speak english you know what? I'm trying to help you assimilate you into society. You can't tell somebody who makes up so, actual words that they can't make it up. What? You, you can't tell me you when tell me, I make up a new word in the English vocabulary. Wait, you tell me I make up words? No, I'm telling you you don't know how to speak established what words. What are you talking about? I, what do you, I speak established words. You're the one that's making things up because you don't even know what proper words are. The number of times that my daughter and I uh-huh. have to be like Greg... Did you just say that word? I have a word for you. Do you know what this word means? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> All yeah. right, Mary Poppins. Okay. That Even though the sound so of it cool. is really quite atrocious. What the hell? <laughs> but if you say it loud enough, you'll really sound precocious. Oh my goodness. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh. This is not a Disney podcast. Oh my Lord. Let's it's not go not, Disney. We're not going to. You're the one who just brought up Disney. I'm just trying to help I'm educate trying you. To, I'm trying to tell you I'm about my... To, my I'm, unfavorite holiday. I'm just trying to help you expand your horizons here. Okay, let's hear about the unfavorite holiday. <laughs> so since I was 10, 12, when schools would do like the stupid love grams and mm. the give a rose nonsense. I remember that. We had those little like cards that you kind of fill in. Yeah. Well. I didn't get too many of those. Not a shocker probably to any of our viewers. I never, ever, ever received a valentine i didn't get too many yeah ever if i was in school with you back in your early days you wouldn't have gotten a valentine from me either i would have brought you a bouquet of roses oh that's really sweet Mm -hmm. but you didn't know me and our age difference would have not permitted us to be in high school together either Mm, let's see here what are you talking about i guess that's true it's mathematically true so my daughter, what, who sits on student council, mm-hmm. she was saying, Mom, you know, they're doing Valentine grams mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day. And I think you will agree with me. She's an exceptionally beautiful kid. Mm-hmm. She's not at, she has not looked awkward at all like I did. Like, I definitely understand why I never got a, like, a Valentine gram because mm-hmm. I was so hitty. Like, no, I shouldn't be given a gram. You weren't hitty. I w- yeah, no. I was like kind of an ugly little Indian girl. It's mm. okay. 
but an ugly little <laughs> Indian girl. Why so self-deprecating? No, because if we pull up photos, that's horrible. There's supposed to be little like there might be little Indian girls watching this right now. So and you're saying, so here's what my message is: you can turn out like this without plastic. Something happens. So basically, your message is: you might be hideous and ugly and atrocious looking right now, but it's gonna be okay. Yes. Okay. That's. (laughs) 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 But my daughter, luckily, knock on wood, has not got the hideous Mm. like phase Mm -hmm. at all that I did. Mm -hmm. And she's like, mom, I don't expect any grams. And it broke my heart because Mm -hmm. I was like, I know I didn't get any. Pretty much I know why. I also grew up in a very Mm -hmm. narrow-minded kind of prejudice and racist. A prejudice. Prejudice environment, Environment. you know. I didn't expect boys to be drawn to me. How ironic is it that you grew up in an environment of prejudice? (laughs) (laughs) That's what we call prejudice, prejudice, because there's a bigger story as part of that. A prejudice environment with predominantly Italian Catholic individuals that were horrible to you. And how ironic is it that now you have come full circle Mm -hmm. and are spending your life with an Italian Catholic boy. I mean, sometimes he takes out the paddle, but you know, I've tried to get it on a schedule. Yeah, but well, it's because you beg for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think because of my childhood and growing up rejected, feeling rejected, and I didn't want Kieran to at all think it has any merit because mm-hmm. I told her, you may not get a gram, and who knows, you might because you're much more interesting involved in your school Mm. and far more beautiful than your mom was. So, you know, you may get a gram, but if you don't, don't feel bad because a lot of times boys are also shy Mm -hmm. to communicate with a girl if they really truly do like them. Yep, absolutely. Or or they're just... Or they might be... Intimidated by her. Or sometimes boys can be mean at that age when they like a girl, they don't know how to act or interact and therefore default to maybe teasing Teasing. or, you know, being mean, unfortunately. Yeah, and so for that reason, I Mm. think I've always disliked this holiday. And then eventually when I got older, I ended up not really caring for it, even Mm -hmm. when I was dating and then engaged and married to my ex. And fast forward, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I just think it's such a hallmark holiday Mm. because to me... Uh, I even put out a cute little like TikToky thing of sure. us because I love their these like little cap cut things. And I put out a Valentine's trend. And mm-hmm. even though I did the trend and it was all about celebrating Valentine's Day, my mm-hmm. my message was every day should be Valentine's Day because in my perspective, I think if you find someone you love and loves you, yep. you should just be sharing and expressing that love to each other on a daily basis. And it shouldn't be this once a year celebration. Mm -hmm. And I'm also really against going out to eat, especially in Manhattan on that day. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, food is crap and it's overpriced. It is. It's funny that you mentioned that. So I've always been indifferent when it comes to Valentine's Day, only because I feel, and granted, it's like technically after a saint, right? St. Valentine's. I just feel that it's a forced day. And when I was a child, actually, my mother didn't want flowers from us on that day. She's like, save your money. She's like, flowers 
are are priced exponentially higher than they normally would they be are. for that particular day. So she just thought it was a waste of money because they'd only last for about six days. She'd rather just get flowers on a different day when the cost is completely different. Or you know, a plant. Cause I come from a family of horticulturists, so procuring flowers and plants was <laughs> quite easy for us to do as a family. Well, I'm excited. We finally have some plants. We do. We have some gorgeous plants, which will grow. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll grow. But the sun in our apartments is perfect. I don't have a green thumb for the life of me, so let's hope they At least I do. I mean, we have these potted plants that are very easy to maintain because they're self-watering, which is really convenient, versus having to monitor the appropriate amount of water that a plant would need. But at least you're lucky because I used to work with my dad. So I have a green thumb and technically I'm like borderline horticulturist for the amount of work that I had done in the planting field. And so with Valentine's Day, I agree with you. It's really a day where people are just trying to gouge and make money. The prefix dinners are normally egregiously priced. Mm -hmm. They're not very good. It's just not worth it. I'd rather just say, hey, let's Maybe make some food that evening. Or yeah. let's just, if we don't have the kids, let's just open up a bottle of champagne and be naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually your case. <laughs> you know? And I'd rather that than well, having I, to go out. Or I, what do I, we well, do love to do? Um, it's not on Valentine's Day. We haven't done on Valentine's Day. I don't think champagne yet. Champagne Friday. Well, Champagne Friday. But what what is something else we love to do that's technically two people in a room? We do it at Oasis. We do it at Oh, other- massages. Couples massages. Yes. So couples massages are a nice thing to do on Valentine's Day. That's one thing I will say that yeah. is nice Yeah. to do as a couples massage. Well, I was going to say uh, this year we actually have both our girls. Mm-hmm. We have our brown child and white child. Yes, we do. And I may have gotten a little fun treat for them because mm-hmm. I don't want anything from you for yeah. Valentine's Day. I think mm-hmm. it's just a waste of money. Mm-hmm. So don't hope you didn't buy me anything. And I didn't buy you anything. Managing expectations. expectations. That's right. Um, but uh, the kids coming are back cute, to uh, what you were saying earlier cute. is that you convey your love to me on a daily basis. So I don't need that all wrapped up into a, a singular day because I I get it 365 days a year. Yes, you get that, and also the wrath of me. So it's like that sprinkled mm. in between. You get lots of love in different mm-hmm. ways. We mm. will have some fun on Valentine's Day this year. Absolutely, as we always do. I think people look at Valentine's Day as a couple's thing, mm-hmm. but when you have kids, it's so cute Are you gonna to dress spend up for time me? with them. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to take a shower. Oh, that's good. I'm going to throw on some makeup, and that's I might even good. throw on some clean clothes. That's perfect. To me, that's better than anything I can think of because... I don't want to smell like chutney. You smell gorgeous all the time. You really do. You have a wonderful scent. You have a natural pheromone mm. that attracts me. Oh. Talking about attracts me... We were just talking, what was it, like three days ago. We have friends that are either newlyweds or there was something we were watching on TV and about the clothing line, the lingerie clothing line that we are starting as well. You and I, we discussed this, that we're the types of individuals where we don't even really need lingerie. Why have lingerie if it's just not going to be worn? Because it's better to wear nothing than wearing lingerie. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So for you Valentine lovers out there, to each his own. But on the more PG side, as you said, we do have our children. If Greg has a PG side. What are you talking about if I have a PG side? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a perfect genius. Hello. It's PG side. (laughs) I mean, you know this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. One thing which is nice that the kids have a newfound love of, considering we are in a technologically heavy society mentality world right now what have the kids 
rediscovered and have a new love of? Game night. We play board games. Board games. Traditional board games. I think it's really cute. Scrabble. Monopoly. Monopoly. Games that are not only just fun family board games, but they're also educational as well. Yes. Which is tremendous, playing Scrabble and Monopoly and other games. That's really awesome, babe. I think it's time for her to make queso because our guests are about to arrive. I can absolutely go for some uh, of your queso. Kirthi queso. Kirthi queso. Back. 